Hello and welcome to a podcast brought to you by The Religion of Aston Villa. We're a social media account on Twitter and Facebook that wants to get our voices out there and heard, so please join us. Yo guys and welcome to another episode. Today is going to be a bit of a double decker, so we're going to talk about the Watford result and then we're going to go into the up and coming match against Newcastle. So, uh, first game of the season, um, we've started obviously with a 3-2 loss. Brad, what are we thinking? Um, hello guys, um, starting with the lineup. Um, I'll be honest, I wasn't feeling that lineup. Um, with especially Al Ghazi and Young on the wings. Um, I thought that was a mistake to start with. And, and obviously, no Louise, which is obviously we still know that he's just come back from the Olympics. And Watkins obviously pulled up with an injury um, as well beforehand. So, yeah, I, just looking at the lineup itself, I wasn't best pleased about you. Um, Ashley Young being a winger didn't bother me probably as much as some people. Um... It was more playing Buendia in the middle. Um, his natural position is obviously on the wing, so I don't we don't spend that much amount of money and play him out of position. Do you know what I mean? And I would have preferred him to be on one of the wings. It was too early for Bailey to come in, so I understand that. But this is where we are lacking like, number ten. Yeah. So I don't understand why we're going into a season without a number ten. Because um, at least last season we had Barkley. Um, I think Ramsey got played there sometimes. I think McGinn got played there sometimes. Um, obviously, Jack got played there. But this season, we're literally down to playing Bundia out of position there. And it just, by the looks of it, it was like the defence was all set up. And it just going forward, it just you just knew it wasn't going to work. And unfortunately, oh, it, it didn't. But yeah, as you said, if you said to me, I'll guard you and Ashley Young starting as your wingers at the start of the season, I'll, I would have gone, there's no chance. But obviously, that is. Going into the first half, just a couple of highlights. Obviously, we don't want to talk too much about it because, well, within the first 10 minutes, Dennis got his debut goal. Stupidly poor defending. Poor McGinn pass causing it. Um, go in and then, what, 42 minutes? Because I'm going to say, between... The literally the first half, it was all Watford. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like there was nothing. I mean, a lot of people was wondering why we wanted Saar, and he absolutely had targets pants down. Just every minute, it was it was yeah. silly, and so yeah. I mean, it was it was two nil. I mean, to be fair, it was heavily defected shot for the second and minute forty two, um, and he gets the best of Martinez. Um, but yeah, the first half, there was really nothing to really talk about from a Villa standpoint, apart from the fact that Target had, well, had a very bad game, which is unlike him. And, but to, to counteract that is obviously Young, um, didn't really track back and help him, um, was my big concern going into half time. And Nakamba was just invisible as well. Um, and just to make it a hat trick of three players, um, Ings was stupidly isolated as well for me. So 
So yeah, I mean, like, what do you take of the first half, or was there any changes you wanted to do at second uh, before the second half? Um, like I always say, I'm, I'm not a fan of half-time subs, so I wouldn't have done anything. But the fact that Ashley Young is a wing back and played left back for him to not come and help and protect target, I was quite shocked with. I didn't get it. I thought if anyone's going to be a really good sort of winger that could track back, you'd think Young would be it. Yeah. And then everything about him having the best fitness stats and all this, I don't understand why he didn't. I mean, it could just be first game jitters. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to look too much into it. Um, it was poor performances from a lot of people, mainly the midfielders. Um, yeah. Like Dean Smith said, we never got out of first gear. I don't even think we went into first gear, if I'm going to be honest. Um yeah, the game was over after after the second goal, let's be honest. Yeah, it was. Um it was to be I mean, it's quite it was quite prevalent to say um prevalent to say that, you know, there's still gaps in this side where we need okay, there's the players to come back, as I said, Louise Watkins. I mean Traore's injured again now. Um Bally full fitness. You know, there's still players to come back, but for me, we're still lacking the midfield, as you said. Going into the second half, um, we we got Ramsey on pretty much for target. Um, to be fair, I was against it, um, not because I didn't think Ramsey was good enough, but it was just the fact we got Bally on the bench, you know, who obviously did come on, Traore as well, and I just wanted them on a bit earlier than they did, but he come on. Um, and then it's still Bally come on, Ramsey come on, and still great finish from Hernandez, to be fair, to Watford in the minute 67. But then two, three minutes after that, McGinn uh, got a, a beaut of a goal in, uh, which turned uh, from a, a really good assist from Bally for his like, but it's not his first touch of the ball. But I mean, that cross was so sweet. Um, it's something that we lacked. And just from that alone, and just when you see him, bombing up and down that on the wing, you can tell that he's going to be a top, top player. Um, shortly after the goal, Traore come on. Um, he looked he looked dangerous, I suppose, is what I can use. I will say the three players that did come on did change the game for us. And just before full time, we had the Stonewall penalty, which Ings took very well. Now, obviously, Balogun assist. Ings got his first Villa goal. You know, you can't really knock that after all you know for how bad we've been to come away with two and obviously no points but to come away with two goals and you know two uh key moments of the game in a in a, in a goal and an assist from the new guys that's something to at least take away from the game from a positive standpoint um but yeah so what do you take of the second half um and yeah what what's your quick overview after the game um, I'm not going to say it was a game of two halves because it really, really weren't. We obviously had better chances in the second half, but I wouldn't say we had a better second half than they did. Um, for Ings to score his first goal is awesome because every, every, every striker loves to get a goal on the debut, be it in a loss, a goal's a goal. Um, Bailey, like you said, like he's going to be an entertainer, isn't he? He might be like Torre, but we'll with a brain so if he carries on with this he's getting I mean for me he starts on Saturday um, I don't care the fact he's only been in the country for a week if he came on and make such an impact like like that then yeah it's game on you can see the speed he's got you can see he doesn't care he wants to take on players 
um, he's he's going to be a player like so. I yeah, he's fully for me. He'll be in the starting line. There's no way he will not play in front of bloody Al Ghazi. Yeah, um, yeah, I will agree with that. Um, he has to start. Um, and like I say, unless he's still not feeling it, because like I say, he's had one day training and he was the best player on the pitch from a Villa in in the Claret and Blue. So can't really moan at that. Um, Looking back at the game myself, I genuinely thought we looked the newly promoted side and they looked like the team chasing top eight because we was just poor. That was one of the worst performances I've seen in a long time. Um, I said it before, I said it again, and I said it on the preview. I don't think um, El Ghazi is good enough at all for this league. Um, I know we got 10 goals last season, but I think that was, like I say, penalties and, you know, Back Pope Merchant, um, stuff like that. He's not, he's he's not, you know, drastically poor, but he's just for me for where we want to go. He's just not there. Um, as I said during the halftime talk, Young didn't help Target at all. But I will say that Target got a lot of stick online for his performance, and rightly so because he was poor. But I don't think. Well, I won't say people don't realise, but people have to understand that. He always had Grealish in front of him from the, you know, pretty much from his debut till to that game. Grealish was his, you know, left winger in front of him. And now he's got to adjust and find, you know, a, a new partnership really between um, somebody else who is going to be our left winger. So, yeah, so I did kind of feel sorry for Target because we know that last season Jack would trap back and help Target. And then you had the little one and two touches, Jack, and then Jack's on the move. Target, you know, plays it down. We did that week in, week eight when Jack was fit. Obviously, he's got to get used to a new player who isn't Jack. So I did feel sorry for him. I did kind of put it out on Twitter about it, saying, you know, he has got to get used to it. I did get quite a few people agree with me, but then I still had the other half of people say, well, just because Jack's gone doesn't make. You know, shouldn't stop him defending. So I do kind of understand it, but again, it's it's life after Jack, after so many years of relying on him heavily. Um, people are going to be all over that result, saying we only lost. Oh, if Jack Grealish were playing, we would have won, and all that, which is <sighs> rubbish. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just not the case. Um, but yeah, after the game, I just I was just deflated. I didn't expect that. Um, I don't know if you know this, but they are a proper bogey team for us. That is one win in 10 now, <laughs> which I didn't know until after the result. Um, and I thought, well, that says, it, that says it all, really. But yeah, so going into player ratings, what did you give the guys? Uh, did the whole, back four, the whole back five, sorry, get a five each? Um it's good as they played in certain parts. You can't let three goals in and expect to get anything above a five, in my opinion. I'm going to be honest. Um, I've give pretty much everybody on the pitch a four. Um, the only one that the two that I oh three that I'll say deserve. Oh, sorry, four. Sorry, four deserve more than that, and that's the subs. I thought Bali looked a seven. Trieri looked a six, Ramsey looked a six, and Young was a four at left wing, but when he filled in at left back, um, he got a six as well, but pretty much everyone else got a four. I thought it was just a poor performance overall, so yeah, 
get mine out of the way, mate. So you can tell me yours. <laughs> um, well, yeah, the whole back five, obviously, we'll get a, a five each. Then you're looking at Nakamba and McGinn. Five each again, I guess. Maybe Nakamba four because he, he just didn't really get into the game. Um, Algarzi four. Uh, Bondia five. He just in the wrong position. Ings, I'll give him a six. He's scored a goal. I can't not mark him for that. And how have I missed someone? Oh, Young. Um, yeah, I completely agree with you. If he stopped in at wing back, he would have got a four, but he moved to like a six because he didn't do too bad then when he went at left back. But I think moving forward, when you have, obviously you say that Target had no sort of help and stuff. I don't think he'll have that in the next game because in the next game, we're hopefully going to be going into a game with Bailey and Bondia in their actual positions. Mm. So that means Target would have, he's left back. So he's left back. So couldn't give right foot. So he have Bundia in front of 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 him. So Bundia playing in his natural position, you know, will probably help target out. I think. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it it, it will help. Um, but again, I, I think I think the problem we had is the wingers didn't trap back um, in that game. And like I say, when Traore was fit last season. He didn't really track back. I mean, he did build up a better partnership with Cash, but then there was points where Trezeguet was used because we needed, you know, Cash needed help. So we've got a problem with our wingers not helping the fullbacks out. And the way we play, where it's quite over, you know, attacking wise, we're kind of reliant on, you know, people doing a double job, shall we say, especially out wide. Um, I will say, as you said, Wendy in the middle doesn't work. Um, and in the middle, as you said as well, we got overrun massively. Um, we need a proper, you know, enforcer in that team for me um, because I think that just showed how lacklustre we were. Um, but yeah, I, I will say that we do look. We did look better when we went to four three three when uh, Ramsey come on and Bally and uh, Traore bought. But yeah, overall, I will say that Saar was the man of the match for them. Um, I know I'm supposed to give one for us, but I, I can't. I, if I have to go for a push, I'd say Bally was my man of the match. But Saar for them was was incredible. He genuinely was made to look like prime Iron Robin because he was just he was just tearing our fullbacks apart. Yeah, that's the annoying thing. I don't know how Watford kept hold of him, and not many. And why not many people went in for him? Because yeah. that's clearly shows you how good he is. Um, I forgot to rate my subs. Um, I think Bally seven, Ramsey he made the middle of the field a bit more composed, so he gets um, he gets probably a six as well. And Torre came on and just did a very good job as well, so he probably gets a six as well. It's a shame that Torre's obviously picked up a knock, yeah. but. Um, I think that's just a chance now for Buendia and Bailey both to start the next game. Um, but I just think like it's a lot of people losing their mind over it and it's the first game of the season. I think people just need to calm down. Just because we lost our first game means absolutely nothing. Yes, we won our first uh, four games in the bounce last season. But then, apart from our two wins we got at the end of the season, we lost like how 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 many games. So in, I don't think it means as much as what people think. 
No, it doesn't. Like I say, it, all we can do is take each game as it comes. No point losing your mind this early on, you know, because if you do and you think that's the first game is the be and end all, then obviously Man United's going to get undefeated in the league. Leeds are going to go down with yeah. with Arsenal. Brentford's going to win Champions League. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it, it is the first game of the season. Obviously, everyone wants to start the platform, uh, start the season on a win and get a good little base going. Um, I know we've got a terrible run after the Newcastle Brentford game. Um, you know, we've got some tough, tough sides coming up. So, you know, we do need to get points on the board as quick as we can. Otherwise, you know, coming up to those horrific run we've got, you know, you could be looking at a few games without any points and then the pressure's on. Um, I will say before we move on to the Newcastle preview, one thing I, I will take as a positive from the defeat, and it is basically if we're going to lose and show the, the weaknesses and key areas, it's best to do it while the window's open. So yeah. it's be- if we're going to go and get beat by Watford and get shown up and have our p- pants pulled down, it's best to do it now while we've got two weeks left in the window to go, okay, that wasn't good enough. We've seen the leak. Boom, boom, boom. We need this, this and this. If we're going to do it, at least do it now where we can go and say, right, we missed this in the middle. We missed this on the wing. We need a number 10 because Wendy is not natural position. Do you know what I mean? So at least from that standpoint, take it as a positive that we are in a position now where we can strengthen because... But if I'm going to be honest, the way that... I've said this before, the way we work as a club is for all the good there is, there's just points where we're kind of like... It's kind of like um, we're always short. Do you know what I mean? Like we always seem to go like like in the. I've said this before. When we got promoted, we signed Wesley. We need another striker. Desperate, desperate, desperate. Didn't get one. Wesley got injured. It was ridiculous hard time, and then we ended up wasting money on Samata and a panic loan for Baston. Last season we signed Watkins and nobody really wide areas. Um, and then we got Traore in, and then people was desperate for a Bowen for a Ben Rama. We didn't get neither. And then at the end of the season, we went, right, we need attacking players. And Dean Smith was like, yeah, we need attacking players. So we're doing it again, kind of that way, where we're short in the middle and short in that attacking. Like, literally, I think we need two players to get this team cemented. And I genuinely just think we'll wait till next summer. So, yeah, we will see. Um, anything you want to add before we move on to the Newcastle preview? Uh, I agree what you say about being short. We're a number 10 and a number 6 away from yeah. having a top 5 team, maybe top 6 team. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, right, going into the second part of our double decker is the Newcastle preview. As I've said plenty of times before, Newcastle is a derby in my family, um, so I'm desperate for a win. Um, what would your lineup be? Again, after the poor result against Watford, would you change much? Uh, well, we've got to remind fans we are recording this on Wednesday night, so Dean Smith hasn't done his um, uh, conference. We don't know who's fit, who isn't fit. So we're going yeah. off literally who we think is fit. So it will be back five. I obviously don't don't change. Uh, one game doesn't make the team bad. So back five sticks it with me. Um, I want to say Louise comes straight in, but I don't know how long he's been in back in the team, and I don't think they'll rush him back. So I can't see him being on the pitch yet. So it'll be Nakamura and McGinn again. Yeah. Um, then I want Bailey and Buendia on either side. Oof, yes. 
Um, obviously, Ings is going to have to start up top because he did score. I don't know if Watkins is fully fit. Again, we've not heard Dean Smith, so I don't want to say all oh, Watkins because I don't know if he's going to be fit. But then I'm literally empty. Like I'm sort of thinking, who am I going to have in midfield now as a as a uh, number ten? Do I put Ramsey in? Do we put old Chuck in? Do you know what I mean? We haven't really got much to look at um, unless we go four four two, and it will be Nick Nakamba McGinn in the middle, obviously with Buendia and Bailey on either side, and then up top will be Mings. Uh, sorry, Ings and uh, Watkins. Um, that's the only thing. They're, they're, they're the only two scenarios I can see, but I'm just lost with who do we play at number 10. don't think Ramsey's ready, and I don't think Chuck... Uh, well, I, I, I say I don't think Chuck's ready. We just haven't seen him. But for the Premier League, I don't know if he's too soon for him. But yeah, I'm just stuck with who to play as the attacking um, number 10. And all I can see is now Bundir will get put there again, and he'll play... Algarzi on one wing and Bailey on the other wing. Um, but it was up to, to me. Uh, Buendir and Bailey have a wing each. Like, there's no ifs or buts. Do you know what I mean? Um, but it'll be interesting to see what he does. Um, but they're the two scenarios that I can see. Um, but to be fair, whatever gets put out, it is what it is. Hopefully, we've got enough in the tank to win. Yeah, I mean, the back five speaks for itself. I think Louise is going to come in. Um, I think Nakamba was pretty much middles down to 10 men. Um, so I'm not going to say McGinn was much better. Okay, he scored a good goal, but some of the passing was shocking. Um, like I say, we have got Sanson to come back in the team when he's fit. Um, no one's, I haven't seen him for such a long time. I forgot what he looks like. Um, so I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a four. I think we're going to go four. I'd say it's gonna be like a four-five-one if Watkins plays. I think he'd probably like a four. He'd be like a four-four-two, but more like a four-five-one where uh, Watkins gonna be playing off things. Yeah, um, I think that's what's gonna happen. And I think the midfield. I, I genuinely, me personally, Buendia has to play on the right and um, Bally on the left. Louise in the middle um, because, like we said, I don't. I think Buendia is too lightweight, in my opinion, to play through the middle. I have no problem with him chopping and change, you know, where the three like like Liverpool do and they switch, you know, like where you can have um you know, Watkins going out wide, Bally coming in the middle, then Bally going out wide, Brendy in the middle. Do you mean that three? I'm not saying Watkins is a winger, I'm not. Um, but I'm saying is that I think he's gonna play just tucked in behind um Ings and Ings is just gonna be that man in the box, box in the box, as they used to call it back in the day. Um and I think Watkins is going to play just off him or just, you know, and I think I think that's what it's going to be. So I, I don't think we'll play like a natural 10. I just think it's going to be like a 4-4-2, but with Watkins being a bit deeper. And next to Louise, I'm going to have to go McGinn. And <sighs> scoring's obviously helped his case. Um, but for me, we I'd love to get, I mean, we keep talking about it, but I'd love to get like a Ward Pro, somebody like that in, uh, just to, just to get that position, just to start, you know, getting them balls moving, getting the ball forward. But for now, and obviously Sanson's out, Chuck's still, I wouldn't say learning his trade, but, you know, he's he's going to come in slowly and get, you know, matured as, as the season goes. So he's going to go with McGinn, and especially with McGinn being vice-captain, him and Mings are pretty much going to be in this side for the season, um, unless like an injury or very, very bad, bad performance. So, yeah, so I'm kind of like you a little bit, um, but I think... 
I think we'll see Watkins, if I'm honest. I'll be quite shocked if we don't. But again, typical Villa, when it comes to injuries, it might mean we might see him next March. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Um, <laughs> I just thought as well, whoever plays on the wing uh, or fullback on the sides that obviously set maximum or whatever his name is, um, if you think Sars tricky, I'm sure set maximum's pretty much the same sort of level. Yeah, well, the, the one thing I was thinking about changing was actually taking out target to bring in Young. Um, it is a little harsh after one game, but Young did handle Saar a lot better. And as you've just said, Saar and St. Maximum are very, very similar in, in their way of, you know, dribbling with a ball, trying to, you know, beat a man. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't be against Young playing at left back. I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't moan about it if it happened but I'm kind of loyal to to the players you know and that back forward did very well last season um, I just think like we can't I think it's a bit harsh to drop him after one game but like you say Maximum's going to play somebody I'm desperate for us to sign as well um, you just got to make sure you double up on him that's all we can do yeah I think we won't make the same mistakes from last time um, I think we I think it was a bit of a learning curve bit of a wake-up call the first game of the season. I can see a response on Saturday. Uh, sold out Villa Park. Um, everything's in line for us to have a good win, if, if I'm going to be honest. Not saying that, obviously, we're going to win easy, but if you're like all these new Villa players we got this season and the players from last season that didn't really sort of get to um, experience a full house, it's just going to be nuts on Saturday. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be superb um, atmosphere, and hopefully we can be the twelfth man. I've always had my concerns over the Villa Park atmosphere because when it's going good, it's electric there. But when when the game needs, you know, where the game's not going quite pl- quite to plan, it can become quite toxic. And I just hope and pray that the fans kind of stick it out. Do you know what I mean? Like, if it, if it's a bad result, let's not boo them. Let's not, you know, demotivate the players. What, two matches in? Christ, after like a year away. That's all I can really ask of fans that do listen is just no matter what the result. Okay, you you know, you're paying to air your opinion. That's fine. But you know what I mean? Like, let, let's just keep a level-headed while we're there and motivate the boys at all costs. It's all, it's all I can literally say. Yeah, I don't think... I think regardless of the result, I can see the fans being quite good, if I'm going to be honest, and I think they'll be all right. Um, I really do think, I mean, I think Bournemouth sold, sorry, not Bournemouth, I think that was Bournemouth. Um, <laughs> Brentford, the game sold out as well, isn't it? Yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to, I think these next four or five home games are going to be sold out. It's just going to be nuts. I think any Villa player walks out when the music's on and the crowd's going nuts, I just think it's going to give you that extra 5-10% to push on. So, um, yeah, I think home advantage against Newcastle is massive and hopefully we can harness it. Because I remember when Dean Smith, about a week ago, we did an interview with Sky. The only interview he did that didn't mention Jack, bloody hell. But, um, and he was like, and they said, oh, what do you think about the fans and stuff? And Dean Smith was like, we've missed it. Because if you've got the whole end going mad, that can suck you another goal in. And I think that's happened. One goal that pops to mind was the last-minute goal against Watford when we a few seasons ago. That was purely crowd. 
just yeah. sucking the goal in. Do you know what I mean? And I think yeah. that's what we need. It is. It is. We do need that. So on the back of that, how do you expect the game to go? And is there anything you think we should be concerned of? Anything you'd want us to see do? What's your thoughts? Um, if we control, obviously, um, set maximum, then I think we've controlled the game. I think it will be it'll be good to get a clean sheet, and I don't care if it's a one 0 win. Just get three points at all costs. But if we get a clean sheet, it's just a boost for the back five after the first game of the season. Um, so I do think we've got enough in the tank to win. On paper, we've got more than enough, like more than enough. Um, and I'm expecting a bit of a Bailey show, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I mean. I think they've got some good players. Obviously, we've got uh, they've got Saint Maximin, who's superb, very good player. Callum Wilson always turns up with a goal, um, especially being a Coventry lad. He's going to be well up for this game. Um, you know, they've got John Joe Silver, uh, Shelby, the old Voldemort. He can, uh, he he's he's very hit and miss. Do you know what I mean? Like he can literally be invisible. Or the next game, he looks like prime Gerard. Do you know what I mean? Like he's so, he's so you know hot and cold. But um, but yeah, it, it's we have got enough. I think if you look at our starting eleven against their starting eleven, if we have a, you know if we have more fit players like Watkins and that, I think we we beat them you know man to man. Um, the Saint Maximin versus Bally is going to be interesting. And to be fair, as you just said, I'm expecting a Bally show. And to be fair, I think it's going to be. St. Maximin versus Bally is going to be exciting to watch as a neutral. Um, but because they're both very similar and and I think they're both got it in them to, you know, cause a lot of trouble for us and obviously for them. So, yeah, I do think it's going to be a Bally show. And like you said, we've just got to, we've just got to play to what we can do and get out of first gear. Because as you said, that Dean Smith said, we didn't get out of first gear. For me, we didn't even start the car, let alone first gear. Um, but I do think I do think we got enough. West Ham put four past them. Do you know what I mean? So it doesn't. It kind of shows you know them. They are, they can leak goals in. Same as us. You know we've let three in against Watford as well. Um, so you know it could easily be a big score um, game. You know just as much as it could be a nil nil or you know a cheeky one nil as well. So it it's it, it's it's a proper weird game. Obviously return of Stevie Bruce as well. It's it's gonna be. I think I think it's gonna be more interesting and more exciting than I think people are gonna give it credit for. To be honest, I don't think it's gonna be as easy as some people think. So I've just remembered as well. Um, Joe Willock, will he be? Yeah, so he's, he's yeah, uh, signed, isn't he? He's just signed now, and he's gonna want a good sort of start. But um, yeah, I don't think people are going to scam expect. I think a lot of people are going to scam expecting a three pointer straight away and think people just need to calm down and yes I do think we can get three points but it's not gonna be a walkover. I'll be surprised if it's if it's not a one nil win or two one or it's not gonna be like a three or four nil win. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm just hoping we show up because I'm not gonna say I'm gonna be concerned after two games, but it does concern me if we carry on in the same way as we did against Watford and as long as we don't play like that, then I'm fine. Yeah, definitely. Um, so on the back of that, what is for the final part of the review? 
What's your prediction? What's your score prediction? Uh, go on, I'll let you do yours. Uh, one nil. Oh. Um, yeah, it's gonna be cheeky one nil goal, and it's probably gonna be a really scrappy goal. I'm talking like someone's gonna rifle it in from like two yards, but I don't care. Didn't do you know what I mean? Like three three points is three points. We need to just need to get a foot um on some points. So I'm hoping for a one nil win. I know Newcastle have got a lot to offer, but I know what we have got to offer. So first clean sheet of the season would be nice, but I really don't think it's going to be as easy as some people are saying. I think it's going to be two one. I think Wilson's going to score, Ings is going to score, and Bailey's going to score. That's my prediction. Oh my um, god! If Bailey if Bailey scores, it's going to go off, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's my prediction. I think it's going to be because like Wilson, he's kind of like with similarities in the fact that you know you got Ings and Wilson, quite similar strikers. Saint Maximin, Bailey, similar wingers. So I think all four. I think that's the four danger men over the two teams, and I think all four are going to be involved. Um, I think the Saint Maximin is going to set up Wilson, and then Bally and Ings are both going to score. So two one for me. Um, so yeah. Well, there you go, guys. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Um, it was a bit of a double decker, but um, no one really wants to talk about a game that we lost, especially the first game of the season. So we just briefly went through it. Um, I hope you enjoy our thoughts on the Newcastle game. Um, obviously, we'll get a podcast out regarding the uh, review of the Newcastle game. Hopefully, we're talking about three points. But, you know, it is what it is. We'll find out in a few days' time. So, thank you very much for listening, guys. And uh, up the villa. Thanks, guys. See you again. <laughs>